Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steven Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. This is, of course, Matt Chet. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> this is the show where we get our questions from the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers over there. And at the $20 mark, you too can send in your Matt Chat question, be it a video or a text. And we just got these in brand new for 2020. For the $50 Patreon reward tier. Yes. New t-shirts. New shirts. It's the Friendo Club. Friendo Club shirt. Orange and like teal variant with the Too Good Me Brother there at the bottom. Uh, $50 on the Patreon one time. that shirt. Gets you this shirt. Uh, We've retired the old one. Yeah, they're done. Never see them again. We might sell them on the shop down the line. Whatever ones we still have just to clear out the inventory. Yeah, we got to clear out a lot of back inventory. Yeah, we do. Deals. (laughs) Yeah, man. Let's gear up for another. Maybe a WrestleMania deal. Yeah, man. There we go. Anyways, uh, so good stuff. Let's hop right into it. Who's first? Raptor's first. Oh, no. Scary Raptor. Greetings, Stephen Austin. Raptor here with a mad chat question. My question is this. Are people going to wake up and realize the Wednesday Night War is a sham? Because we don't need a war. Wrestling needs revitalization. And only AEW and NXT can do it. When will the people understand that Wednesday nights is a beachhead to bring wrestling back to the mainstream? Thank you, Raptor. Thank you, Raptor. Welcome back. With your question. Favorite dinosaur. All right, man. I guess I'll go first here. So, okay, the Wednesday Night War, is it a real thing? I think I think to the WWE, like we've heard that uh, they brought in, for example, the Charlotte thing. Uh, Vince apparently initiated that because they were surprised by the January, by the uh, post-New Year numbers, how AEW really started to make some gains uh, uh, versus NXT. So I think probably internally to the WWE, they do see this as a competition of sorts. They want to have the bragging rights. I don't know why. I mean, maybe just to increase their numbers. I don't know. Uh, they see wrestling on Wednesday nights. Hey, we're not we're not the ones with that precious 
precious 18 to 49 demographic, apparently. To advertisers, it means everything. So I think internally, there probably is. I would think maybe less so for AEW internally. They're probably just trying to do their thing. They got their extension, so they're good to go. Um, To the fans, there does seem to be that element of fans out there that I've seen on Twitter that like to snipe at each other. Oh, it's not AEW, it's not NXT. I think it's, it's a bunch of fooey. Uh, but there does seem to be some segment of fans who consider it a competition. Um, that being said, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if we can call it a sham. I don't know if we can say there is no competition there. There seems to be some element of it. I don't necessarily take that into account. I watch AEW. I get a kick out of it, and I love me some NXT. So I, I enjoy the best of both worlds. I think they both bring different things to the equation that I enjoy. There seems to be a real passion there with both shows. Um, if the question is, can they bring wrestling back to the mainstream? I don't know. I think AEW, their presentation, um, probably if their presentation, uh, how they treat their fans and how they have already captured some sort of zeitgeist with a population of wrestling fans, I feel like maybe they have a chance at making that grow, if they make some moves, if they're able to make some moves for some maybe outside-of-the-box talent, um, if they're able to snag some some high-profile WWE talent, if they have their own Mike Tyson Stone Cold moment, somehow, some way, I think it's possible they can have their own mini WCW situation where they're competing against WWE's bigger properties uh, in the ratings on a weekly basis. Um, they've proven that they've been able to capture something. Maybe they can grow on that. If any, if either of these two properties had a chance at doing that, I'd think it's AEW, but who knows? Um, I'll kind of enter this, my thing in here in reverse. Uh, you mentioned capturing something in the wrestling zeitgeist. And I think that's the thing. Uh, entertainment these days is far too fragmented. There's too many options, uh, to have a, a, a crossover into the mainstream for a pro wrestling show. Like we saw during. For example, the Attitude Era, like we saw in the rock and wrestling days. There's too many, uh, even just in the world of wrestling, there's too much to watch. What would be what would be a comparable, like what would qualify it as capturing a mainstream zeitgeist? Like what else in in like pop Cody, culture? Cody has to get like a movie series, essentially. In yeah, okay, all right. I mean, you know, like like if we're talking uh, an AEW talent. Uh, transcending the world of wrestling into becoming a mainstream star. They were, I mean, the WWE, if you take a look at what we're, what you're talking about, the Attitude Era, they were on the cover of like Entertainment Weekly, TV Guide, TV Guide all that. They you were had, hosting Saturday Night Live. You had The Rock, you had Stone Cold in movies. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, John Cena's been, he was in a couple movies during his wrestling heyday. He's transitioned to Hollywood now. Even his transition to Hollywood, granted the, the Rock's transition to Hollywood, uh, wasn't like he was. He was an immediate top paid star in the world. Yeah, yeah. That took a lot of time, and it will take time for John Cena to build up his resume, become a, a larger movie star. But when The Rock uh, was in Scorpion King, I know this because I just watched the Ruthless Aggression episode one. It took the top spot at the box office. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't think any John Cena movies uh, yet has taken the top spot in the box office. It'll be interesting what happens um, after Fast Nine. Yeah, um, but that's him being in an already established franchise. He yeah. put. That name value of that franchise is going to get it to the top spot in the box office, not so much John Cena. No, 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 you're right. I just look at what happened to The Rock after his Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah, it took um, off another level, totally. Yeah. Um, 
I think any wrestling, like even WB now, they're not really a mainstream product. They're mainstream for pro wrestling. The brand is synonymous with wrestling in the same way uh, Kleenex is synonymous with with tissue. Yeah, everybody knows what WWE is. It's just not everybody's. Not a lot of people are watching. Exactly. You know? you, yeah. If if you go to a person on the street and they say, "Yeah, I don't really watch wrestling," <coughs> well, can you name any wrestlers? They'll probably say John Cena, The Rock, or Hulk Hogan. You know, but not a lot of people know who like Roman Reigns. Exactly. Is. Not a whole lot of people are going to know uh, people on the roster now. Uh, the the the. the they, you know what's funny is that they've missed so many opportunities yeah. to get themselves there. Totally. Like Braun Strowman, I thought, was like the biggest opportunity to have like a mainstream There's guy. countless. There's, we yeah. said numerous times. Like there's countless talents who can be yeah. mainstream crossover stars. They just haven't done a good job yeah. of, of, of promoting their, their stars to, to that degree. Um, I just don't know if, 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 if wrestling right now, because there's so many more options in entertainment so, since the entertainment landscape is so fragmented, uh, we're going to see uh, wrestling become mainstream to that degree ever again. I don't still really think it's going to possible. I don't think uh, I don't think WWE is going to be able to do it. I don't think NXT is going to do it. I don't think AEW is going to do it. I just don't think any promotion is going to do it. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm not going to say it's not possible. It's just highly unlikely these days. Yeah. Anyways, uh, in terms of the Wednesday Night Wars, is it a sham? No, there's some competition. WWE seemingly wants to, to best AEW. I'm sure AEW's primary goal isn't to outdo XT the ratings, but if they see them every uh, Thursday and see they're on top, they're probably like, hey, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a competition, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're operating with the MO of, of, of trying to outdo the other uh, company. Like, you might be able to say that NXT might program some of their stuff to get more eyeballs on it, maybe in an effort to get the viewership up so they're not losing AEW each week. But it's not an outwardly thing like it was in the Monday Night Wars, where it was... They wanted to put each other out of business. Exactly. That was their goal That was the goal. I don't really think WWE wants to put AEW out of business. I think they'll... This is exactly what I said before. If If they did, it'd be Wednesday Night Raw. Yeah, I know. I know. They would be throwing all their big guns there. Yeah. Yeah. They'd, yeah. They'd make another main roster show. So, uh, next, got a question from Christopher Rampersad about Roman Reigns. He's really, he's really, he's really high on, on Roman's creative. Let's see what Christopher has to say. <laughs> Hello, Stephen Morrison. So, my question is about Roman Reigns. If Roman Reigns is supposed to be the face of the company, why are they giving him bad storylines, bad creative? Bad everything if Roman Reigns is supposed to be the guy of the company, the heir apparent to John Cena. You never see John Cena go to storylines like this, or Hogan, or Rock, or Stone Cold. I'm just very confused, and why are they putting Roman to these bad storylines and not making him the big star he's supposed to be? I'm just confused, and I'm just so sick and tired of they pushing Roman as a big deal, but he's not a big deal. What do you guys think should happen? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, first of all, uh, WWE Creative isn't necessarily the best. Hasn't been the best in recent years. Uh, it's been better on Raw of late, mm-hmm. uh, even though this last week was kind of a, a middle-of-the-road episode. Um, so to say, oh, why does Roman have bad creative? If you look at the breadth of creative over the last five years, there's a handful of, of storylines that stand out as actually being well done and well executed. Yeah. Uh, and and those, are, those are outliers. By and large, most storylines aren't that great. They are uh, seen through to their natural conclusions. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of left turns 
uh, seemingly for the sake of popping something for a particular week. Anyways, uh, Roman being stuck with a lot of bad creative isn't necessarily a Roman problem. It's a WWE problem. Well, and, and these days, like if you want to get into specifics, it's a SmackDown. Like SmackDown it is. especially. It, SmackDown has not been good. As for Roman specifically, why he has not had the best creative uh, uh, a lot for long stretches, I think they play it too safe. Yeah, true. They play it really safe with him, especially. They yeah. don't really want to give him any sort of edge. There's no, there's no layers of character. There's there. no layers of character. He's just good guy. Yeah. Um, and because of that, there's not a whole lot of dimension. Like we see in this Baron Corbin thing, it, it, it goes back to his feud, Roman's feud with Sheamus. Uh, they're putting him against the person that they don't want Roman to get booed, so they'll put him in a feud with some, a high-profile feud with someone that the, the crowd will boo Opposite Roman, regardless. Mm-hmm. It was that way with Sheamus. It's that way with Baron now. Um, the The problem with that is neither Sheamus nor Corbin are of the star caliber you want to square off against Roman in terms of elevating Roman. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sheamus, we've seen his ceiling. He's a good worker. He's ca- he's capable. He's not a he's not a, 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 a consistent main event, main event, uh, main event guy. He's yeah, not. No, he's not. Baron is more suited for the mid card, uh, maybe uh, flirting with the main event as henchman role. Yeah, he's not a main event caliber star. No, and so you got Roman in feuds like that for protracted periods of time, and it when you want to elevate Roman, you're bringing him down to the level of his opponent. Yeah, and it's not doing him any favors. Because he comes off, it's a little bit better these days. Not so much with the Baron stuff, because the dog. I mean, for for a myriad of reasons, it's been crap. It's been a little bit better for Roman since they've allowed him to show his natural personality more. Yeah, but still, it hasn't been good. There's been some strong uh, moments in from for Roman creatively. That feud with AJ when AJ showed up, it like creatively wasn't you know it was pretty basic, but allowed an opportunity to showcase what he could do in the ring. Peak Roman was Roman versus Braun. That yeah. was the best. That's the best creative he ever had. Yeah. Because he came up against a unstoppable force who was just bent on destruction. He had to fight from underneath, which he never has to do. Yeah, uh, it's simple. It's it's SmackDown. Bruce Pritchard's not a good writer. He's not he's not like creatively the most interesting person on the planet, and he's like probably towards the bottom end of that. Um, I think there's that. I think there's like also. I wonder if. They've sort of held off on doing anything too extensive with him simply just to see what his health is like. I mean, he's still, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I haven't heard about what his schedule is like necessarily um, lately, but I kind of wonder if they're just sort of waiting to see how he's doing in a role that really doesn't, if suddenly something takes a turn for him, you know, be it, hey, I got to go away for a couple months and, and get some more treatments or something, he's not in anything that he can't just drop and then everything will be like, if he just leaves right now, there are no stories so pressing that he's involved in that they can't just move on. Um, and so that might change uh, coming up here with WrestleMania if they're going to put Roman in the title picture. I mean, he apparently was penciled in to win the Rumble um, before they decided to go with Drew. And so, I mean, that would have automatically put it. You can think he's probably going to be in the title picture at Mania. That is a big deal. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just think that, like, SmackDown's crap right now. Uh, they need to get that fixed. 
Um, if he was on Raw, he'd probably have better creative because the creative, generally speaking, is decent there. I agree with you. I mean, generally speaking, WWE creative isn't all that great anyways. Um, but, yeah, they need, to, they need to let him show off some more dimension to his character. That's always been the case with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they need to have him fighting from, like you said, uh, as, as a bit more of an underdog, at yep. least. He's got to overcome some odds. You can't walk in every match or every few with him and, and no, no. He's going to come out on top. There has to be some doubt. He's just going to be, yeah, booked to the moon. Yeah. Yep. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now... All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, next, got a question from Winemaker. Winemaker. Hello, Steve and Larson. It's Winemaker here with another match at question. Inspired by the fact I've just finished watching Fighting With My Family. And it made me think, if I was to give you guys a hundred million pound to make a movie about a wrestler's story, who would you pick and why? Because Fighting With My Family is a very entertaining film, but it's never going to win an Oscar. So whose story, because we've heard lots of wrestlers on podcasts and other interviews, so we know a lot of their stories, but who could you turn into an Oscar winning story? And... Please pick any wrestler you like, but don't pick the same one and cast the actor you would like to play that particular wrestler. Sort of too sweet because my finger's still broken. Um, and a hearty handshake. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. Go ahead. So I got two answers here that I think would make for a really compelling stories. Uh, Bruno Sammartino. Uh, his interview on Legends with JBL. I think he also had a really good interview with Dave Meltzer I've not listened to. But I've heard that's a really good one, too. 
um, Bruno's story is fascinating. Um, and then getting a glimpse, I mean, just like his, you know, how he grew up is fascinating. And then his ascent in pro wrestling is fascinating. It'd be an amazing time, period of time that, you know, they could recreate. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, beyond that, uh, the Gold Dust Trio, the guys in like the 20s and 30s, uh, Tootsmont, uh, Billy Sandow, and uh, Ed, Ed, Lewis. Ed Lewis, who basically created professional wrestling as we know it with finishes, false finishes, uh, basically kayfabe, fake stuff, you know, when they basically were like, hey, we can make a mint if we just like, you know, make this stuff all like, you know, fictional. Um, I think that would be a fascinating be story because be I don't know dick about it. Um, and I think, again, in terms of period pieces, I always love stuff that's like in the 20s and 30s. Yeah. Boardwalk Empire, big fan of that show. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Bobo Brazil, the oh, Jackie yeah. Robinson of professional oh, wrestling. Great idea. Uh, his is a story you don't you, you don't hear a lot about. Sure. Um, of the early pioneers of, of pro wrestling. Um, so I think that'd be, that would be fantastic. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, next, got a question from Doc Hensla, not in the OR. Yeah. Not in pre-op. He appears to be in his vehicle. Yeah, or an ambulance of some sort. Definitely, unless he's driving it. He's got his own his private ambulance Maybe. out of his minivan. Could be. Let's see what <laughs> Doc Hensler has to say. Hey, Steven Larson. This is your lovable doctor, Doc Hensler, back with my match hat question for the week. So, with the worldwide epidemic of the coronavirus, I want to know what you guys thought the wrestling equivalent was throughout the years. Um, we've had the NWO epidemic, uh, the uh, Degeneration X epidemic, even the Daniel Bryan Yes Movement, or the Yes Epidemic. Um, so I want to know what y'all's uh, uh, favorite epidemics in wrestling uh, there have been over the years. Thanks. Thank you, Doc Hensel. Thank you, Doc Hensel. Maybe he's like a vigilante doctor who's got like his own Batmobile type thing, Docmobile. And he goes around like Doc Man. Doc Man. He's like curing people because he still has the mask on. He does. He does protect his identity too. <laughs> exactly. Um, you go first. Uh, the best wrestling epidemic. Oh, this is spreading like a plague throughout indus the industry. Oh, this is a really good. It's answer. the end of kayfabe. That's good. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's cool that that Moxley is wearing an eye patch everywhere he goes. It keeps up the illusion that he actually has an issue with his eye, which he doesn't. Yeah, that's fine. Otherwise, who needs kayfabe? Who needs it? Uh, we're not in any illusion. What we're watching on TV is is real by a stretch of the imagination. So why lie to me? Yeah, sure. Don't lie to me. Yeah. If Don't I'm watching my intelligence, like I I enjoy movies. I know they're not real unless they're documentaries. But even then, that's manipulated stuff. Not what's going on the screen, but how it's put put in front of you. Yeah. Um, I know movies aren't real. They're not lying to me, saying this is a documentary. I know it's fake. Doesn't mean I can't get wrapped in wrapped up in what's going on emotionally. Even because documentaries, it's well done. by and large, are kayfabed. Yes, what's that? They're manipulated. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, don't operate under the pretense that what you're doing is real. I know it's choreographed fighting with storylines. These people don't hold. I mean, some people don't like each other, but you're not really fighting for the reasons you're fighting. Yeah, you're not even real, really fighting. It's unless choreographed. It's, unless fighting. it's blood sport, man. That's yeah, stuff's super real. Um, so I'm more than happy for kayfabe to be a thing of the past. That's one of the things that's always kind of stigmatized the industry is that them trying oh, to say you like the fake stuff. It's real, and then people then the, the people are like, "Oh no, it's just fake." Yeah, that's their response when you tell them it's real. It's like, "Oh, you're trying to lie to me." It's the fake stuff. Yeah, if you fully embrace the fact that it's not real, maybe people won't call it fake. Yeah, so yeah. I'm totally happy with kayfabe going bye bye. Yeah, absolutely, man. 
And then you get great comedy stuff like Orange Cassidy and Joey Ryan. Love that stuff. Uh, I'm going to say the best wrestling epidemic seemed to be an actual epidemic. That bout of the mumps that, uh, that thank God, uh, prevented us from seeing uh, Sister Abigail Bray Wyatt versus Pumpkin Baller. Versus the Pumpkin Baller. And instead we got too sweet brother we got aj styles versus finn balor battle of bullet club leaders yep in a pretty decent bout yeah you know they put together last wish minute. they had gone back to that one <clears throat> yep. maybe they will maybe they uh do you hear finn balor is going to be showing up in the uk now mm-hmm. man Ooh, all over Let's the see place. walter versus uh prince balor that'd, absolutely that'd be great so uh yeah i'm gonna say the actual epidemic of mumps that took place backstage and catering Allowed Kurt Angle to be an honorary member of the Shield. That That's same night. right. Yeah, we got that weird stuff going on. Anyways, next up we got Rich. Let's see what he's all. He's all like shaved head now. Rich. Mm-hmm. He's trying to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? Stone Cold Steve Nason. Uh, let's see what Rich has to say. Friendos, Rich the Smash Bro here, and watching Raw last night, seeing that they already just automatically put the women's elimination chamber match together. And they put the all three of the Riot Squad in. Basically, no one had to earn their spot. And everyone knows Shane is going to win. So it's like, what's the damn point? I mean, with the story they're building, we already know she's going to Mania to face Becky. But the question is, is, you know, why, why did they just make the match? And if for some reason they swerve us and Shayna doesn't win, who else could possibly win the Women's Elimination Chamber? And... Do you honestly think they're going to do anything with Liv Morgan? She was gone for so long. She's such a badass, and they've basically wasted her the past couple months she's been back. But just let me know. I thought that was so ridiculous, but let me know your thoughts, friendos. Too good, brothers. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, Rich. Go ahead. Uh, So the point of the match is because every year they do Elimination Chamber, Rich. Uh, But... Maybe they should add qualifiers to get in there. Oh, but definitely. I don't even know if they have a women's division large enough to have qualifiers, which is a problem of its own. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with them just sort of booking a match out of nowhere. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, I think Shane is going to have a, a cool performance. Becky, sort of the wild card saying, oh, you're going to be at the chamber. OK, I'll see you there. Uh, so that adds some intrigue to it. So, yeah, I don't know. They do this every it's elimination chamber. The pay-per-view is yeah. coming up. You got to have an actual elimination chamber match. Sometimes two. And so they did this. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, literally, on Raw, do they have six additional people to have done qualifiers? Uh, well, you got to add Kyrie in there. Okay, sure. Um, Natalia. No, she's in the match. She's in the match. Lana. Okay. Zelina Vega. Yeah. You could have done that, yeah. I guess. But, I mean, where you're just scraping the bottom, you know who's going to win all these matches. Yeah, I know. I feel like forgetting some names. I mean, is Ember Moon on Raw? She's but, hurt. But she's hurt. Yeah, she's hurt. I mean, they could have made a bigger deal about it and bring some NXT people Iconics. in possibly. Are they on Raw? I don't know. I don't think I mean, they haven't been around forever, so you can just yeah. put whatever brand you want to. They've been on forever. So, so I, don't, I don't even know if they have enough people for a qualifying yeah, possibility. Match, possibility. Anyways, uh, the point of the chamber match was establish Shayna for the main roster audience. You put her in that chamber match. You establish she's a cage fighter. She goes in there. She dominates. Uh, so it's not a situation where uh, someone from NXT that people who don't watch NXT might not be familiar with. When she steps to Becky, you're like, who is this? Yeah. Now, when she goes in the, in the chamber and, and dominates like she's in 
the octagon. It's a good introduction to her. People are, people are going to pay attention and notice. I think it's a good gimmick match for somebody to debut yep. in. I mean, yep. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, he also asks, is it possible anybody other than Shayna could win? Uh, 2% botch that Oscar wins, but otherwise, no. Yeah. 2% botch for Oscar. Like, okay, so I'll even go beyond that. I'd say there's like a 10% chance Oscar could win, and that would only be if McMahon watched Shayna's promo this week, and which I thought was fine. Yeah, I thought it was, was great. I thought it was good. thought it was good. She dropped the S word. That was cool. But if for whatever weird bug in McMahon's head, he was like, oh, no, I don't want that mania match. Let's, I really like Oscar. If he all of a sudden had a weird 73-year-old man glitch in his head, mm-hmm. and then let the, and there's maybe a 10% of that, 10% 10% chance of that happening. But I don't really see this going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, next, Patrick Sparks has a question about WrestleMania entrances. Hey, friend, it was Pat here. All right, so I was watching a video last night of... Uh, Drew McIntyre at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 where he got the NYPD to do his bagpipes and whatnot. That got me thinking, Mania's coming up. What big, crazy Mania entrances are we going to see? What would you like to see? Who do you think is going to have the most elaborate? Who's going to be the most fun? What do you guys think? Just speculate. Have fun. Bye. Thank you, B-Man. Thank you, B-Man. You uh, go first. I go first. All right, first and foremost, I want them to do... So I just I just went to Disney on Ice with the kids. Awesome. And so, and they had a stretch of stuff that was uh, inspired by the movie Coco, which I haven't seen yet, though I do know the production design is off the charts. And one of the things they had was these giant, I don't know, 10, 12 feet uh, uh, skeleton puppets yeah. that people were skating behind and operating. Yeah. So I want... 10 to 12 foot puppets of each of the Firefly Funhouse characters. Um, Disney on ice style. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you need the full ice rink out there or not, but you do need the stage, Mm -hmm. huge Firefly Funhouse stage. You need the giant puppets up on stage, people, you know, doing the puppetry form and then break them. So then it's really dark and messed up. Yeah, exactly. That could be cool. It'd be really funny. Either that or spinning image uh, puppets was almost already there. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Next. Uh, so there's a pirate ship. At, I don't know what they call it now. It used to be Raymond James, James Stadium, where the Buccaneers played. It used to be a pirate ship at one end zones. When the Buccaneers scored, they shoot the cannon off. You got Kyrie Sane there. Mm-hmm. You got a pirate ship. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it'd be possible with how the the stadiums be set up, but maybe they do. Uh, Oscar and Kyrie do some sort of swashbuckling entrance. Yeah, cool. where they're on the pirate ship and they get. The, a, a rope from the the mast of the boat and swing over to the ring. You know what? That's over a great, the crowd. Here, I'll build on that one. You know they're going to be in L.A. next year. Yeah, and they might do some of those like movie things where they like put wrestlers in movies. 
what if they have Oscar and Kyrie Sane be the pirates from that one movie where he's like, look at me, I'm the captain oh, now. Oh, Captain Phillips? Captain Phillips, yeah, yeah. exactly. Except yeah. they're those pirates. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so I have uh, Drew McIntyre with a Braveheart-esque battalion of dudes in kilts. Uh, they're all like local indie guys who have all jacked and they got kilts on. Stole my, this is my idea from like two years ago. What, Randy? Riding in on Giant Snake. You know, it's still a solid idea. I'm going to use that. Uh, how about this? Uh, you give some sort of somnambulist uh, entrance for Alistair Black. Because right now he does the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like a much more elaborate coffin opening up. And he's got like some like white, creepy somnambulist makeup and on. he's just a sleepwalker. Like, and he's like, yeah, exactly. I was napping and now I'm up. It's a whole doctor, uh, cabinet of Dr. Caligari. The cabinet of Dr. Cal. what I was thinking. Exactly. Yeah. He was a somnambulist. So you got that. Easy term for sleepwalker. Exactly. And then, uh, uh, and then, how about this? Sammy Guevara is like some sort of like Cuban uh, rev- gu- uh, gorilla. Uh, sorry, what did I say? Sam- I meant Sammy Zane. All right. Some sort of Cuban gorilla. He's like Che Guevara, and they have like a bunch of like, like foresty stuff. And then he's like mapping out the assassination of JFK. Because didn't like the Cuban Castro have something to do with that? You have no idea what you're talking about right now. You're right. I I do not. You don't. And then Hulk Hogan comes out, and he and he foils the plot, saves JFK, <laughs> played by Angela Garza, because <laughs> he was a ladies' man too. Also, JFK was horrible. <laughs> uh, I got a question next from Handsome B. Wonderful. Take yeah. it away, Handsome B. Wonderful. Yes. Hey, Stephen Larson. This is Handsome B. Wonderful coming at you again with a dash cam Matt chat question. And this week, I want to hear you guys have a discussion about geography. Mainly, the places of origin some of these wrestlers hail from. You know, there's a whole lot of guys out there with the power to teleport, but I don't hear anybody coming from parts unknown anymore. I miss the days of The Undertaker being from Death Valley. How about you power rank some of the better places of origins that these superstars have had and the effect that it has had on their gimmick? Two good brothers. Thank you, Handsome Be Wonderful. You know what I love? So I love these dash cam videos of his. I want more cool New York history. I know. It's great when we put this, uh, this video on. He was like, oh, man, he's driving down through Manhattan. Yeah, I know. Exactly. See the Freedom Tower there. Yeah. I want some like, but I want some like New York history, man. Go, go through Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Deep dive. The Bowery. Yeah. Right. There you go. I want to see Daredevil there somewhere. You go. There you go. There. Anyways, uh, Origins. I'm just going to steal some of your no, ideas. No, don't steal here. mine. I researched those. Those are good. Yeah, I know. These are all the same ones that I was. What's Outer Space? Max Moon? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Dudleyville is good. Truth the Consequences New Mexico. That's where oh, Cactus Jack was built Okay, from. yeah, yeah. Number one is State of Euphoria. Max Payne. Max Payne, yeah, that's right. That's that was awesome. so good. That's really good. I mean, Parts Unknown is good. Death Valley is good. Where was Jake Roberts from? Uh, Stone Mountain, Georgia. That's where he was built from. What a great, that's a great sound in town right there. Stone Mountain? Mm-hmm. What? Georgia? Georgia? Yeah. Wow, that's cool, too. Yeah. All right, that's a good one. Um... Parts Unknown. That's a good one. Yeah. I already mentioned that. Yeah. Um, I like whenever they say Sacramento. Yeah, it's cool. It doesn't have That's a real often. place, though. It is a real we place. Well, there. Truth and Consequences of New Mexico is a real place. That's a real place, too. Yeah, yeah. Outer Space is a real place. 
That's actually a real place. That's a real place. There's a lot the of state place. of euphoria is a is a state of being. Um, yeah, it's not a, like a real place. No, though. it's not a geographic location. No. no, but it sounds great. Yeah, it does. Um, so there you go. All right, those are all good. Fine. Next enforcer, Stevie Bradley. Hey, Stephen Larson and all the friendos. It's the enforcer here, and I got a bit of a uh, odd question, and I kind of hope that it's topical enough. Uh, Trump. I know, right? Uh, recently did a couple pardons, Rob Bogoyevich, Eddie DeBartolo Jr., also talk of some other people. Anyway, it got me thinking. If you two were the president and vice president of wrestling, who would you pardon? All the ill that they've done, gone with a stroke of a pen. I know some big ones, but how about some smaller, goofier ones? Maybe like the Shockmaster or Vince not blowing out his quads. Um, not have NWO sold out, things like that. What would you get rid of in wrestling or absolve with the stroke of a pen? Too good, me brother. Have a good one. Thank you, Enforcer. Thank you, Enforcer. You need to stay in your lane. Stop talking about politics, Stevie Bradley. I'm joking. I get that on Twitter whenever I talk shit about him. Not Enforcer, about Trump. Yeah. Um, so if we had, so this is sort Trump, of an interesting Trump is question. An idiot. You should talk trash about him. Yeah, he's garbage. Um, so he's saying if we had the pardoning power, but it's more like manipulating space and time power. Well, I answered, well, I'll just go. I'll just go. Because he's saying with the, with the wave of a pen, you can change history. That's not really what pardoning people is. No, no, no. Um, I said Eric Bischoff because uh, wow. if history remembered him only for uh, forming or creating the NWO, it would look on him pretty favorably. Yeah. Um, however, uh, there's a lot of other stuff that he did during his tenure at WCW, which sank the NWO and thus sank the company. Yeah. Or it also sank the company. Um, he didn't exactly uh, 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 operate there with a, a firm hand, seemingly. He allowed himself to be locked in a closet by a couple of his wrestlers because they fired. he fired their friend. Is that actually true? That yeah, actually I think happened? so. Yeah, Can you imagine that. anybody trying to do that to Vince? No. God, no. Yeah, isn't that funny how, like, he really couldn't exert discipline on anybody? And, I mean, this part of it is the nature of the contract. And you have so many wrestlers out there with creative control. You have no leverage. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the thing. He has no and, 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 you know, they, uh, so many wrestlers had the, what, the most favored nation clause in their contract. Someone comes in, they makes more than them, and their salary gets bumped up, he too. Should have, he should have, like, had some sort of fine system where it's like, yeah, you're guaranteed, but if you violate any of our rules here. Yeah, but then you have to follow that through and not be bullied into, into deviating from that. Well, like uh, if somebody locks you in a closet, you got to be like, okay, you're suspended, man. No, you're fired. Yeah. You're fired. Yeah, that too. You're undermining my authority here to run this this operation. You're fired. Yeah, he can't do that. To Hall. he couldn't do that to Hall and Nash. Um, uh, uh, the whole NWO sold out thing, Miss NWO, the giant giant toilet thrown uh, right into the arena on garbage trucks. That's all terrible. Trying to make the NWO well, that, was, that was just one pay per view. I know, but that's <laughs> how many bad ideas in one pay per view. <laughs> Uh, the whole idea, try to make the NWO a motorcycle gang, but not like a, a tough motorcycle gang, like dads who tuck their shirts in type motorcycle yeah, gang. Yeah, that was bad. Not good. Right. Um, I can go on and on about the terrible ideas he had. Um, and if with the stroke of a pen, if if that would be whoop, way at the very bottom of whatever uh, uh, <coughs> biography is written about him, 
and it's pretty much NWO and then a couple other good things he did. Uh, I feel like history would look on him far more favorably. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a mixed bag for Eric Bischoff in my mind. I kind of think that history looks at Eric Bischoff with a bit of a mixed bag. I mean, I know that he... That's what I'm saying, yeah. Oh, okay. But if, you know, if, if with a stroke of the pen, just focus on the good stuff. Yeah, okay. So you would pardon all his bad ideas? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because cool. there's a lot of bad ideas, and yeah, it eventually probably led to the, the end of WCW. Yeah. I'll say this. I'll say if I could, if I could pardon anything, it would be bronze 2019. Maybe even as 2018, depending on how far back it went. Because, like, he had a really bad... Because we're just talking about, like, what would you change, basically. I would change Braun's entire creative for the last, like, two years. Yeah. Because it is... it He was at the highest of highs. That dude was this close to becoming, like, a super legitimate, like, a, a successor to Braun Strowman. Braun and, would be a successor to, to Braun? Lesnar, to Brock Lesnar. Whoa. And... <laughs> <laughs> it was a raw gate situation. Yeah, it definitely was. And Vince was so he Vince could not figure out how to properly weave Roman into Braun into Brock. All those three cool storylines. Instead, he just had a cool storyline with Braun and Roman, and then a really bad storyline with Brock and, Ro- and and Roman. And he couldn't figure out how to take full advantage of all three of these monsters, so that everybody was elevated. And then you might have had some of that mainstream attention that we were talking about earlier because mm-hmm. Braun Strowman has everything it takes. But for some reason, they couldn't figure it out. And then they just turned Braun Strowman into celebrity guy. Yeah. So I, with a stroke of a pen, I had erased his 2017 and 20 or 2018 and 2019. So you'd be pardoning. No, it doesn't work. I don't really, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure. Like this pen that Stevie Bradley's talking about is it's so all powerful. Magic pen, yeah. It's a magic pen. Yeah. Like originally, I thought he was gonna say, "Hey, who has been, who's committed crimes in the WWE that, like, hey, what wrestlers court yeah. uh, infractions would you pardon?" For me, it'd be CM Punk not dressing the part of a champion. He got sent to wrestlers court for that, and then somehow they ended up taking the title off him, like in a pre-show segment yeah, or he something. got beat up and then and then he got replaced in elimination chamber yeah that i would i would pardon i would pardon him so that he can go on and have that match top, top that answer yeah that's a good one that is a good one because like what the heck how about this i would pardon shane douglas for sitting out that match when he had a bad back he's got a bad back nah, man, if a doctor says you're fit to wrestle you gotta get in there and wrestle that's your li- <laughs> oh wow that's your livelihood no man. pardon for the franchise that's, li- that's your livelihood man what other wrestler court things have there been? Uh, did anybody ever go to? Did Randy ever go to wrestlers court for shitting in a bag? I don't know. Probably should have. That's yeah. unhygienic. Yeah, it's disgusting. I'm trying to think of anything involving the Sincara soda can thing. Oh yeah, he didn't lose his job though. No, he didn't. I don't think he got punished. Um, would you pardon any of Enzo's? Locker room infractions. Like, wouldn't he bring like rappers or something? He would bring like celebrities into the locker room or his friends in the locker room. Yeah, probably. Like those are his friends. Pardoned. Yeah, I mean that's that's not that's not their place though. It's not where they're, you know, their locker room is for the wrestlers, not for the wrestlers. Well, the wrestlers the apparently didn't like Enzo, so pardoned. Well, I mean, if it was was anybody else bringing their their friends in the locker room, if they did, 
Probably hardened. not. Probably not. That's the wrestler space. Prepare for their work. <laughs> we have a text question here from. We have two, in fact. From the first one's from Luisa Reza. With WWE starting to announce the class of the Hall of Fame, my question is: Should there be a fans' choice slash nominee where one slot is selected by the fans? I say that would be a disaster because some jokester would be like, "Hey, time to get Chris Benoit in there." That happened immediately. Immediately. Don't trust the fans with anything, people. Vince would never allow any measure of control out of his hands as far as who goes into his Hall of Fame. Nope. Never. Never. Next. Because if it was, it would be the if they did like a, a, a phone-in thing or a voting online, it would end up being the most kayfabe thing there is because that's what they do anyways. Yeah, they'd fake Remember it. Remember what? Ta- was it Taboo t- Tuesday? Oh, yeah. Whatever the one where you could vote online. Remember how they kayfabe the ruthless aggression in the series that's they happening that. right now they in 2020? That. They just did that. Oh, my God. They kayfabe the hell out of it. El Hombre Girafa Julian Ernesto Abril says, I do not have time to record a video this week. Again, teaching you guys how to pronounce my name. Wait, did you do that before? No, I think he's saying, again, I don't have time to. Power rank your top five wrestlers never to win a world title. Go ahead. Uh, Scott Hall. Rowdy Roddy, actually Piper's number one. Scott Hall's number two. Owen Hart's number three. I like your answers, Mr. Perfect and Jake Roberts. Uh, number one for me is Minoru Suzuki. As far as he's he's won the IWGP Intercontinental <laughs> title, never the world title um, in New Japan. Um, he might have won top belts elsewhere. Um, pretty sure he was Rev Pro champ, but uh, in terms of major world titles, as far as I know, he has not won any right. outside of King of Pancrase. All right. Uh, Scott Hall, 100%. Yeah, my favorite wrestler oh. ever to never win a world title. It, it, it's a, in WCW, the fact that he never won the world title, man. Like Jeff Jarrett had it for how long, and Scott Hall never won it once. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Rick Rude on my list, but he actually won the WCW Correct. internet. Like that was, that was their big title at the yeah, time. Yeah. Um, so I think they did actually try to run with him as world champion yeah. for a bit. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Perfect, Jake Roberts. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. The only two that I really, really think should have been world champion, Scott Hall, Roddy Piper. I really kind of think those are the only two names that I really firmly feel. I think Lex Luger should have beat Yokozuna for the title, too. Yeah. I think that should have happened. It probably should have happened. Yeah. But beyond that, I'm not really sure there are that many people that really had a solid claim. Like Jake Roberts could have been amazing top heel title holder guy. You know, I think that's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for Matt Chat. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. $20. You get your question here on the show. Thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.